man, Pop's tripping. He wants me to ask for my brisket back. You know I wouldn't trip. What brisket? You know, the brisket I left at your house, man. That's my brisket, punk. Dead silence, I love it. <laughs> I'm waiting for my cue. Five, four. We were doing the, uh, the silent finger gestures, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Wayne's World style. Nice. Welcome back. Welcome in to the Grabbing Brisket Podcast, where we tackle the hard, tough decisions that you may have in your barbecue life, such as, do I cook this brisket fat side up or fat side down? Or, should I be flipping my brisket? Or, quite possibly, why does my wife love Rick's brisket better than mine? God damn, Rick. Damn it, Rick. (laughs) But, hey, you're in a safe place now. We got you covered. We may not be right all the time, but I can guarantee you that 60% of the time, we're going to be right 100% of the time. So, grab a cold beer, sit back, enjoy, unless you're driving. Don't drink and drive. That, That shit sucks, guys. Hey, guys, what's going on? What is going on? Went to a baseball game today. Astros. I see you're geared up, man. You look look pretty good. How much do you spend over there? Uh, Not much. Um, Well, I guess we did go to the gift shop, and I had 12 kids with me, so we spent a little (laughs) bit, but not too bad. It wasn't too bad. And I got to see a couple of home runs from um, Bregman, Springer, and we won. So, boom. That's good. That's good. So, we won. But But did we win? No, we won. <laughs> I, saw, we I won. see where you. I see where you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I see where you're getting there. Hit up the uh, the t-shirt shop. We got the uh, the t-shirt. Um, but did we won? It's gonna be a hot one. Yeah, that's uh, that's from deep West Texas. Uh, funny stories behind those shirts, but we'll get into later. But yeah, hit up hit up the thing, James. Tell them tell them where to go, man, to find that kind of that merch. Okay, yeah, uh, we'll have it on our. I guess probably our Instagram or Twitter. Facebook, whatever, what, what have you. Yeah, Take guys, pl- you can follow us. I mean, Facebook, you know, we're at Grab Him in the Brisket. Instagram, same as well, at Grab Him in the Brisket. Twitter, we're at Grab the Brisket. And email, you know, we're at Gmail. It's Grab Him in the Brisket at gmail.com. And it's Grab Um, E-M, not them, obviously, because that would just sound weird. So just Grab Him in the Brisket. And uh, let's get this thing going, guys. Hell yeah. Hey, first and foremost, I say this episode is sponsored by Coors Light. And uh, it sure and, should be, but it's not. <laughs> well, I guess Bud Light. Nothing wrong with Bud Light. I mean, I used to drink Bud Light back in the day. I mean, it, it was great. But if, if I'm going to be honest with you guys, I mean, it, it gave me the shits. I just couldn't drink anymore. I'm done here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's good. No, Coarse Light. So I actually did. I swapped over from Bud Light to Coarse Light, and then I tried to drink a Bud Light couldn't go back i was like Man, this is not not good uh, i will of course if i'm out of beer and sure. i got no money it was, right? it was the greatest so, thing at that point that ever happened to me when jan switched over to coors light because he stopped drinking my bud light <laughs> and it was it was awesome so i had more bud light all the time but but today y'all are drinking a couple of new beers what is this right here yeah we're trying out the eight wonder brewery um people's chant um brew it looks like it's a paul wall collaboration pretty tasty beer yeah right? it is it's, it's really good. Brewery's based out of Houston, Texas. A barbecue podcast talking about grills. I mean, come on. Boom. There you go. Man, with all that ice in your mouth, it probably tastes colder too, dude. Yeah, that's it's what I'm talking to. about. It's got okay, to. so I, I know I've got, I've got, I've got something. This is what happened to me today, right? So this has been a funny, 
a funny little ha-ha day. I've, I've been panicking. I'm going out of town this weekend. I'm flying to Denver. I'm, I, actually, I strike that. It's uh, Colorado Springs where I'm going, uh, right outside Denver. And so I'm making a few phone calls, and I'm dialing these, these 1-800 numbers, trying to book these reservations. I guess you could go online and do it, right? That's, that's always a big thing, go online and do everything. But the instructions said, please call, because I, I get like a, a discount when I call. So I dial this number, and then I kind of s- slowly walk away from the, the, the telephone. It's on speakerphone. I'm talking to other people, and I go back to sit down, and all I can hear is a sex show. <laughs> what? I called a sex hotline what? at work today. Speed dial? It wasn't speed dial. Did you subscribe to it after it came on for a Well, bit? so it was on for quite a while, uh, probably at least 20 seconds. My speaker's all the way up, and I'm like, I couldn't get my phone turned off fast enough. <laughs> it was the worst thing. I, and I yell out in my office. I'm like, I just called a sex hotline. What do I, like, am I going to get, like, some corporate going to call me? Like, I, I work for a pretty big company, so I mean, you never know. So that's my little thing today, uh, and so that kind of yeah. reminds me, kind of piggyback off that story. That reminds me, and when me and Jan were little, and when I say little, we're probably, I, what do you think, like twelve, thirteen, or how old were we? Uh, if you know the story that I'm trying to get to, and for those uh, people that don't know, Jan and James are twins. Yeah, me and Jan are twins, and this might kind of date us as far as how old we are. Back in the day, they used to have party lines where. You can call in. There's like a 1-800 number that you can call in, and you would join this group chat pretty much, but it was people that were all on the phone. And oh, they yeah. They all sit there and talk to each other. Yeah. I mean, weirdest thing ever. But you see all these like ads and shit popping up on TV. Uh, hey, join in. Hey, look at me. I'm so cool. And, and you got like a bunch of like, what would you say, Karens and Chads just sitting in the background? <laughs> I want like, friends. Yeah, just like talking and with each other. Kyle's, yeah. I'm like, me and Jerry are like, yeah, dude, that that looks dope, dude. Let's let's call. And so our dumb little brains, we're like, okay, so it's like, hey, it's free for the first three minutes, but after that, it's like a dollar ninety nine or nine, however much it was. It, it was probably something ridiculous. So we thought. Okay, we got this system broke. I mean, they're obviously morons over there. So, yeah. so we're twelve, yes. and we're smarter than these people. We're We've already broke your people. system. Yeah, that's what he's saying. They're idiots. We we broke your system. It's a foolproof idea. Yes. So we pick up the phone. Our idea was like, okay, we'll call, we'll listen for three minutes, and then we'll hang up, and we'll do it over. Call again. right back. And then we'll call back. And then we'll keep doing it Jeez. over and over again. We could not lose. I'm not I'm not joking, guys. Foolproof. Yeah. It said free for the first three minutes. We had a blast, guys. I'm not even gonna lie. Um what was not a blast was when my mom and dad got a hold of the phone bill and were inquiring about the multiple charges that were made to our phone line i don't remember how much it was it was, it was like it was like every time we called over like, like 170 bucks it over hit us for like would be a couple at of that bucks. time that's a lot of dough oh a lot oh, of money yeah <laughs> no, yeah for a phone bill. needless to say our phone privileges got <laughs> yanked pretty quick yeah. no more party line no more party line well so what would they fail to tell you is like every call coming in your first call it cost you money it's like five bucks four bucks whatever it is that adds up quick. <laughs> yeah. 
you're dumb as a kid. We we've gotten older. We're a little bit a little bit more wiser. At least we like to think we are. I mean, we're probably still the some same dumb kids and yeah, yeah for sure. And, and now we started our own podcast, and you guys get to listen to all those crazy ass stories that we do. So right. better nutters that that's a good one. I was almost gonna get asked the question like I figured y'all would have funded that with y'all's freaking lollipop business y'all used to run and y'all had to get shut down. What were y'all y'all were selling? It was lollipops, right? Or candy bars, or what was it? I mean, hey, there's a lot of stories with these two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, <laughs> we're we, always it was a candy business. Me and Jan came from like a small, small town um, called Strawn, and we're talking like population three hundred or no, two, it's, two. About, it's about seven hundred. Oh, you you're right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah about seven hundred. Uh, Mingus was also like maybe a, a couple of miles away that we also my uncle Gene lived at, so it was like population. Couple hundred, couple hundred, two, three hundred, yeah. So and we moved here to Pearland, Houston, the big city. So we were like had bright lights in our eyes, and I mean, shit, our whole life we like we never knew there was another genre of music that, out there that existed other than country music. Uh, well, it wasn't just country; it was like 1970 to 1985 country music. That's yeah. that's about it. We're there stuck no in a, a, uh, a time warp, yeah. uh, so to speak, of just that genre of country music so we moved here and we're like i remember my junior high and i think at that time metallica that's when you had the nwa you had the dr dre's and all that stuff they starting to, to to kick off and i'm like what is this what music? have i been missing out on my whole yeah. life <laughs> yeah i'm like no, uh, no. i mean i know george Strait. i mean I, <laughs> yeah uh alan jackson yes all right but who's this guy eze <laughs> so we we got wrapped up into that and we probably all go into those phases where we like those particular genres of music and uh, i can remember probably being i guess i would probably say trying not to be white you know you start you start listening to the the snoops and the drays and all that stuff like that and then at the time i think in the junior high-ish the big fashion trend was uh, gerbos pants uh, you guys remember any of those oh, Jabos yeah. or those the, and Zons or Zones or something like that? Zons, the, the, the big old bell bottom bottoms, just down here. No, no, these were more just like kind of like jean shorts. They kind of went to the knees a little bit. They're all weird, different funky colors. Also, uh, Z Cavaricis were like the uh, that's hammer pants, man. Pretty much like MC hammer, hammer pants. pants. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, if you didn't have a pair of those, then you, you just weren't cool. What they call those cool. squirrel pants, or what do they call those? Uh, there was a name for those, the pants MC Hammer would wear, squirrel pants, but they called them something. There was a term for those things. I guess what I was referring to, and you, you were saying Jabot, I was thinking Jinko for some reason. But yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, totally different. Totally different, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. It was, uh, what was it, Marietta, uh Francisco Jabot, or it actually was spelled uh, Gabard, I think, uh, yeah. pronounced pronounced Jabot, Jabot. Jabot. Yeah. I believe, yeah. Dude, Marcos in junior high. I don't remember. If you weren't rocking Jerbo and Cool Water Cologne skids, then hey, you ain't getting any. Or at least, (laughs) well, junior high probably shouldn't be. So good luck with that. (laughs) Well, I I use that loosely. I mean, getting any. I mean, you ain't you ain't getting the phone numbers. (laughs) You you ain't getting the play. Nobody's holding your hand. Hey, don't play. Well, me and Alden were like a generation after you guys, so. Yeah, for a sure. Different by then. Well, I'm sure they probably did things a little bit different in 
Lubbock or Midland area. Denver City. Denver City. Denver City. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, in that area I grew up. No, it was still a lot of the same stuff, man. It was uh, lots of Hanukkah music going on where I grew up at. So you know, obviously I took a liking to that kind of stuff. I never dressed to Hano, if that's a thing, but uh, but no, all the all the trends and fashion styles and all that stuff hits hits it hits everywhere eventually. You know what I mean? Some people probably get it later than than others, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we had the Jabos and Tommy Hilfiger was big back then, and I guess maybe bigger in my day, but you know, until the whole thing came out with that, but that was still nonetheless the, the clothes look good, so I still buy it. You know, I don't care, but uh, yeah, hey, uh, mom's always hooked us up at Christmas. She always bought us like one polo shirt or. One Tommy Hilfiger shirt, whether it's a button-up polo or um, button-down dress shirt. We at least got to rock one of those things. Uh, but I think towards our high school, into our, our high school, whatever, maybe after we got out, they, they started instituting a dress code. So everybody had to start removing the uh, the logos and insignias and all that stuff like that. So Right. There was no dress code up until I graduated, at least. So we were, I mean, obviously there was dress codes for chicks or something you know they had to have their skirts or whatever their shorts had to be a certain length but that was basically it i think i mean you could wear almost anything at least up to the point when i graduated yeah, same for us yeah especially you i mean it's so diverse in california you know yeah they, they do can imagine what the styles were when, when you were growing up yeah that's what i think of when i hear about california just a state where you just get to do whatever you want <laughs> basically they're just doing whatever they want don't water my lawn <laughs> There's earthquakes and volcanoes and magma. People magma. hate you. <laughs> so let me ask a question. Is that a thing? So I'm just kidding. I about had to California. go. I love California. I've been there a couple of times. Just just kidding about California. Right. So uh, I was pulling my toilet the other day. It was leaking from the bottom, whatever. So I was going to go fix it, right? Put a new wax, whatever. Perfect. Well, it turns out, you know, the whole flange is broken. So I got to replace it, whatever. It's fine. And so we've been talking about redoing the flooring. You know, and I know I'm having foundation problems. And so I'm like, well, you know, we probably need to fix that first before we put the flooring down, you know, because what, what's going to happen? It's going to shift anyways. So do you think about that living in California with the earthquakes and stuff? Like, well, let's wait until the next earthquake until we uh, replace this tile because I don't want to do it twice, you know? No, that's not something, at least not in Northern California where I grew up. I, didn't, I honestly don't know if I've ever even felt an earthquake. I know I haven't. Okay, uh, guys, can I jump in and kind of like switch the subject up a little bit? I got kind of a an update from a story we did last week on the meth gators. <laughs> and I'm going to probably going to name it Methgate because we were lied to. There there was no <laughs> there was no meth, meth gators. gators. The police department, Loretto Police Department came out and have since recanted their story about the meth gators. I don't, I don't know if you guys recall, but last week we did a story about meth gators, about the police department warning people about meth-raged gators uh, that, that could be running rampant because certain people were flushing their drugs down the toilet, and then it winds up into the ecosystem, and next thing you know, we have meth gators. It seemed legit. Wouldn't yeah. it have happened already, though? I mean, how long have people been flushing drugs down the toilet? They didn't yeah. just start. Yeah, well, 
I mean, it just kind of goes to show you, like, you read something, it must be true. I mean, it was on the internet, right? Especially on the internet. That's true. No, I mean, it, it was true because the, the Loretto Police Department said it was true. So we took it as to be true, so we ran with it. Now we're but recanting. We're rec- no, we're not recanting. They're recanting. We're, we're coming back and updating huh. all you guys on what this police department is now saying. It was a joke. They uh, apparently were getting calls from what I'm going to say crocodile scientists all over the world <laughs> worried about maybe these, these meth fields crocs that they're running into. And they're like, ah, oh, shit. Uh, I, guys, and probably Jim or Frank or whatever his name is. Like Farva. Rick. 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 Fucking Rick. Like, dude, hey, you, you got to go back on our Facebook page and tell these people that meth gators aren't real. And he's like, oh, okay, I could do that. It, supposedly, it was all just some hoax to bring about awareness to stop flushing your drugs down the toilet. And dumping. By the way, meth gator t-shirts coming soon. Yes. Maybe uh, that's why my toilet got all jacked up. Yeah, quite quite the possibly. Yeah. Yes. The meth. Do you I'm have meth in your house? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I was going to ask you, Alden, since you're a resident plumber, I mean, what's the weirdest thing you probably snaked out of a toilet? I mean, I've seen some crazy, crazy stuff, man. Or the uh, weirdest thing you've heard about being snaked out of a toilet. I mean, I've heard some crazy stuff. You know, I haven't experienced anything crazy like that, mainly because I'm not so much of a service plumber. But, you know, I, I hear these stories of, of plumbers, you know, especially like downtown where they're down in these, you know, back into the manholes or whatever. And, and they'll see, <laughs> they'll just see condoms just going down the deal or whatever, you know. That's not like, crazy. Well, you know, what's going on in them office buildings, you know what I mean? So, but... Nothing crazy, man. I've, like, towel or something, dude. I hadn't pulled anything crazy out. You know, I know that I've heard heard stories of snakes, you know, being able to come up through their rats and stuff like that, but I have not, for one. No tube socks? No tube socks. I mean, oh. they uh, they keep those and wash them, you know. Okay, so. Uh, those are reusable. <laughs> is that a possibility for a snake to come up into my toilet? Absolutely. God dang it. That's nightmare stuff right there. Like when you're sitting on the toilet taking a dump or just sitting there trying to get a 15 minutes Absolutely away from Absolutely, it can happen. The family. Rat. Playing with your can phone. happen as well. No. Summer camp. Summer camp. Just a couple weeks ago, I got back. Boy Scout camp. I went to sit down on the toilet. There was a scorpion in the toilet. Like, I nearly he, almost crapped myself next to the crabber. He he didn't come <laughs> up through the toilet, though. He just... No, he was dead. He was floating in the water. But still, it scared the hell out of me. Like... Yeah, cause maybe that doesn't that. relate. It was a toilet, and it was some scary stuff. Can, can I just tell my story? <laughs> the end. Carry yeah. on. Well, for the most part, you got to think. The only, the only thing they're going through that has water in it is the actual toilet, unless that sewer pipe is backed up. For the most part, they can get in there however they're going to get in there, and they can just slither or crawl however they're going to get up into your toilet and just crawl in through that pee trap because that's the only part of the water they're probably going to have water in it. You know what I mean? So they just whoop, whoop, right up in there. And yeah, it's it can happen. Man, that is just that's that's frightening right there. I wouldn't think. I, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know where it can happen. It can happen anywhere. But you know, um, anything getting out of that manhole that's out there, and just crawl back into the pipes. And if it can't crawl back into the pipes, that means you have a stoppage somewhere. So it's probably a good thing if you see a snake. That means you're that's even clear. scarier, right? <laughs> stoppage. Exactly. Because <laughs> then you got to call me, 
And it ruins my day because I had to come Nobody out Nobody wants that. <laughs> that leads me into uh, this other little story that I came across, meth, being the uh, the trending subject that we're going on with right now. Hot meth topic. gators. In Australia, just recently here, uh, probably this week, they had a gentleman that's probably in contention for the dumbest criminal in the world. And there's probably a there's lot of a these lot guys. a lot of those there. guys. It, <laughs> this guy was hauling... $140 million worth of meth in his little van. And he's a little courier. He's dropping it off somewhere, picking it up, dropping it off somewhere. Not really sure. I'm sorry, 100 and what? $140 million. Was the vehicle How much at least... meth is that? Right. Man, that's, that's a lot. You said a little Valuable. van. It's, or... it's pretty, pretty expensive. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big box fan. Was it like oh. Cheech and Chong up in smoke and the vehicle was made out of the meth? No. So he was actually carrying this meth. He was yeah. cargoing this it, meth. And okay, I, actually, I, they, they called I it ice. How much meth, like, they, they called it ice. ice. I didn't yeah. know. It's crystal. I don't know how much meth costs. Crystal meth. Yeah. yeah. But I'm assuming it gets a lot a lot of meth. Yeah. When I hear ice, I think of Dog the Bounty Hunter. I mean, he's like running around Hawaii like... Come on, I, don't know. I was thinking of the Eighth Wonder stuff y'all were talking about earlier with Paul Wall. That's what I think about when I hear ice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, or if my drink's too hot, I put some ice in it. It gets cold. This guy was uh, on his way to dropping it off to where he's supposed to be dropping it off. So he turns a corner, going down the street, and he's on this CCTV. You can see the whole thing. You can jump on YouTube or Twitter and, and just look up a $140 million drug bust. He hits a police car. <laughs> he not only hits a police car, he hits a police car in front of the police station. He runs into <laughs> two police cars. And then he scurries off on his own way. He's like, ah, it's all good. And I'm just wondering, like, is this guy on his phone? What, what is he doing? Don't text and drive. Don't text and drive. Come on. Hey, when you're freebasing the meth, you probably shouldn't do that. Driving. Was he sampling some of the product? I, I'm gonna say he was. That just makes I'm gonna say he was. Yeah. It, 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 me personally, and I don't condone doing drugs. I don't think anybody. I mean, lock them up, put them away. Well, well, I'm not talking about weed, but if you'd think you would probably map out your route on like ways or or some type of there's a couple of cops posted up right here man yeah. right ways yeah. hey, i'll put up me. this navigation i'm gonna look at ways ah oh, shit dude there's a bunch of cops pointing over here or old school like a hey, you guys remember and i don't you guys are a little bit younger but before you had ways and before you had the apps and all that stuff like that if you need a directions to go somewhere if you're driving somewhere you remember you have to go online and you have Yahoo, to... Yahoo, just map it out on MapQuest. MapQuest. You yeah. have to MapQuest that shit? Like, uh, John? Do you... I, I used to use the Thompson Guide, so... Yeah, yeah I remember the yeah, Thompson yeah, Guide. That's what I used to use. The, like the, a big, the, fat book. You'd have to look it up and... Exactly. That's hey, what I used to use. Key map. And we still got where we needed to go, which is crazy. You know? Yeah. So this guy should have done a little bit of research, but... It, it, again, he probably wasn't thinking straight, so he runs smooth into one police car, totals it clips another, and then drives off like it's no big deal. And obviously he gets away, and he's just driving, and then the police are like, oh, okay, they start reviewing all the CCTVs. They get the van, they get the make, they get the license plates. They catch the guy an hour later. I don't know where he was. So then they bust him, and then they pretty much, this was the easiest bust that they've 
right. ever had in their life. <laughs> He's like, follow me. Okay. Yeah. Follow, follow me. the meth trail. Yeah. Not to get off on a, a, another tangent story, but some of the related close to home. Uh, me and Jan, when we were younger, we were, we were traveling in Houston and we were like trying to go to, I think it was like a galaxy golf shop or we're going to some galaxy or some, some yeah, type of golf shop to buy some golf gear. And we're, we're traveling in Houston, probably Galleria area, if you're kind of familiar with that. We're on 610. We're hauling butt. Uh, we're sitting in our 1978 Ford F-150. We're driving. Jan's driving. I'm passenger seat. Corey, our buddy's in the middle. We're just hauling there. We're trying to get there. Next thing you know, we're, I mean, we're going over uh, overpasses and under and over and all stuff like that however that freeway goes and next thing you know it's just like a sea of red lights show up and i looked at my buddy Corey, and he looks at me and i look at him and he looks at me i'm like is jan gonna stop and then finally we're like jan stop shit and then so he locks slipped the brakes finally he's like i don't know where he was he was off in his own la la van i'm smoking meth <laughs> with the gators yeah the gator man <laughs> so he locks it up stops in time does not hit the car in front of us two That's or three not seconds actually what happened okay. the car in front of me locks him up as well so that car wasn't paying attention either exactly which spawned me to lock it up yeah was the car in front of you texting you probably yeah. <laughs> so yeah we didn't we did not hit the car in front of us however we we did get rear-ended so, so we get rear-ended yeah and we're like Holy crap, what the fuck just happened? So we, it took us a couple of minutes to get kind of like our bearing straight. And then next thing you know, this gentleman approaches us to our uh, driver's side and kind of give you a picture of what I'm, what we're looking at. This gentleman was wearing a white silk shirt with white, probably silk pants. Nice. Had some shades on. And he approaches the window and he starts speaking, and we couldn't understand him. It was first like French or something. It wasn't, wasn't Spanish. It wasn't. I was expecting Spanish. It was not Spanish. It was. It had to have been French or some type of other um, Italian. No, no, he didn't look Italian. We're like, dude, we don't understand what you're saying. Just give us a minute. Was it Australian? No, it was. It was not <laughs> Australian. I would have recognized that. So he, he backs up. He goes back to his car. We turn off the vehicle. We get out to inspect the damage. This guy was probably rocking probably a four-door Toyota. or Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a really expensive car. Yeah, it was just clothes, an average car you see on, on the road. Clothes cost more than yeah. the car? Right. Uh, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Clo- the car his, was nice. It wasn't horrible. His car but, was jacked. I mean, he <laughs> ran into that. It was not going to drive. He ran anymore. into that steel that bumper, that old-school Ford pickup, and it, it totally crunched up the uh the hood pushed back the radiator all that i mean it wasn't it was done we turned off our car shouldn't have done that we go to fire back up again it would not start uh, something to do with the starter ring something got kind of like knocked loose so we're like ah crap so now we're stranded in the middle of a freeway a 610 in houston he's behind us he's got his wife and i believe a small child with small him. child yeah i'm sad yeah but so really we're bad. sitting there and we're like crap 18 year old two 18 year olds just broke as hell like what what are we gonna do and finally a cop just shows up out of nowhere and it just it was an off-duty police officer they're like 
y'all guys okay, blah, 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 kind of investigates. Like, oh, okay. So he starts talking to the people that hit us. Next thing you know, they're putting the cuffs on both of them. They're taking them. I'm like, what? what's what's going on here? And I don't know if at, the, at that particular time the cop comes up to us, and I, I think it was probably later on, maybe a day or two later, he calls us. But our, our, our vehicle is, like, not drivable, so we had to hire a tow truck. We had to pay all this money to get it towed back to Pearland. Parents not happy. Parents not happy. We were, we're 18. We were, seven, we were like north side of Houston. Yeah. We were somewhere we shouldn't have been. Yeah. We're having to get the truck fixed. So we get a call from this sergeant or whatever his title was. He's like, gentlemen, I just want to thank you guys for one of the biggest busts ever <laughs> in my life. I actually got promoted over this. And he goes into this whole story about how they were both wanted on like felony drug charges. I mean, there was like 13 or 14 felony warrants out for him. It was something ridiculous. And America's and most Jan- wanted. America's most wanted. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And me and Jan just looked at each other like, our fucking truck is still broke down, bro. <laughs> can you help me out? Can you help me out? My parents are super mad. My parents are mad. They don't care about what happened to your career or anything else. <laughs> Although, I? we did save America we did. that day. So you're welcome, America. Wow. I mean, I'm not. I'm not asking for like a junior accommodation award or anything like that, or yeah. a key to the city. Right. But is that a thing? Is that a thing? Guys? So I don't did, know. Did the truck get fixed? The truck yeah, did get the truck fixed. Got fixed. Yeah. Out of y'all's pocket? It's like two hundred. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we both paid for it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. We paid for that, or uh, yeah. probably pops paid for it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's slide into barbecue because I mean that's ultimately what you guys came here to listen to is learn how to cook badass barbecue and. Learn all the secrets and tips and tricks and all that type of stuff. So we got a few things planned for you guys. We got a badass recipe that Jan's going to share with us in a little bit. And we'll also upload that to all our social media sites. And so everybody can follow the step-by-step recipe and, and bang that out st- for yourselves. Also, uh, before we get to that, do you want to do recipe first or do you want to get into our main topic question? Let's do recipe first. Okay. Let's get that out of the way. And not that it's like get it out of the way, but yeah. let's just get it out there. So what I have for you today is the world's best pickled jalapeno poppers. I haven't tried all the poppers in the world, but these are really good. These are pretty awesome. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. No, I am saying. Yeah, he's I'm saying. I'm saying these are really good. I'm saying this, this puts poppers on a whole new level. A little tangy, a little different spin on jalapeno poppers. The normal way, right, is go out and get some jalapenos. They're fresh. They taste good. And I'm probably the, the biggest lover of jalapenos. But getting a pickled jalapeno and doing the same thing with it, oh, my God. It's like a game changer. It just, the, the pickled portion of the jalapeno just elevates. I think it elevates yeah, it's the, the, totally the, different the, flavor. the popper itself, it's right? Here, here is the recipe. So two large cans of whole jalapenos. Right, so you get that at the grocery store. They're cheap. They're probably, they're probably about about a dollar twenty each can. Right? That, that's how cheap they are. With that, you want to get your uh, package of cream cheese and a package of your favorite bacon. You do like a thinner bacon so it crisps up faster. It doesn't really matter. So, I mean, we're we're in Texas. We have H E B. I buy the normal H E B 
bacon. It's not a thick cut. It's just a normal, normal slice the of bacon. Original right? cut. Yeah. Just, what just about jalapeno the bacon? I, see, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that, and I, I don't think would be wanna, too much jalapeno. I guess I, maybe. I, I think it is. Yeah. Okay, let, let me jump in. Okay, so at HEB, there's two main brands of pickled jalapenos that you can buy. Really, really cheap. We're talking like maybe a dollar a can or so. So we have La, Coste, La, La Costina, C-O-S-T-E-N-A. Am I saying that correctly? Sure. Alden? That's fine. Or San Marcos. What I buy is San Marcos because San Marcos, you got the heat, but it's not overbearing heat. If you go with the La Costina, it's stuff's a little bit, little bit spicy. So if you like the spicy, go that route. Okay. Then we'll throw up the like uh, probably when you throw up the picture, we'll probably throw up the two different pictures uh, of the two different brands so you guys can see it. No problem. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Center. Definitely. All right. So, so so what I do is I you know, of course you, you cut the peppers in in half lengthways. Um, you want to stuff them and then you want to wrap wrap them in bacon. That that's kind of the easy part, right? You you want to make 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 sure your your bacon stretches a little bit. Cut it in half. Uh, I think that's probably the easiest way of doing it. But I think what elevates that just a little bit more is is the seasoning. And of course, we'll, we'll put the measurements up that way you can have that. Uh, but what you want to have is the brown sugar, the chili powder, cumin, uh, kosher salt, coarse black pepper, and then garlic. And then once you combine all of that. I think it just adds this extra. It it you really think it's gonna come out kind of really sweet, but it doesn't, right? It just kind of it's a balanced seasoning for grilling. And then of course my favorite thing on this is do it on the Weber. I mean you could do this on on multiple pits, gas grills, Webers. You could smoke them; they come out just as good. Could you do it on a pellet grill? You probably could not do it on a pellet grill, <laughs> but hey, of course you can. You can do it on a pellet grill. Uh, but I really like doing it on the Weber grill, and I, I I do this offset, so coals on one side, poppers on the other, and I let it go. I let it go to that bacon is just as sticky and tacky and dark, kind of like a mahogany color. Uh, you know, once once you pull them off, let them sit for about maybe four or five minutes. Let that ba- bacon just harden up. There's nothing better. Yeah, I mean they're so good. I'll say he sent me to this recipe. I did them uh, three days ago. They were phenomenal. They disappeared quick. Even my kids were scarfing them down. And we'll post the recipe with uh, the specifics as far as the ingredients, you know, the teaspoon of this and half a cup of that and all that shit. We'll put all that on there so you can make it perfect. Without a doubt. And I, I, I will say this. So the rub itself, be liberal. Just put it all over, coat it, let it sit there for about 10 minutes, and then put them on. So... Now, uh, do you when you you cut the jalapenos in half? Do you take the seeds out or you leave them? I, so I've done it both ways, and and I haven't really seen a big difference. But I think with these, you probably want to move, or I'm sorry, remove the seeds from it. It adds a little bit extra pocket for the cream cheese to go into. So it, it, it's a great question. I'm I'm glad you uh, brought that up. Hey, I'll tell you. I mean, we we do this all the time uh, when we're with Chase and more smoke or doing our catering gigs, or what have you. Everybody loves these jalapeno poppers. Uh, you could do them fresh, but we love the pickled jalapeno because it just, it, quite honestly, it just gives it an extra pop of flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, funny story about those jalapenos. So uh, we had a broken uh, potato pillar. So, like the part that would spin broke off. So it was just, it looked almost like a slanted knife, I guess you could say. That was the best thing 
like if you just cut the stem off of a jalapeno, you just stick that thing in there and just go around that jalapeno, get all the seeds out. It was one of the best inventions that was ever created by breaking something. Mm. Of course, then you just stuff it with whatever. You know, you don't have to slice them or whatever. You just stuff it. It was awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a cool that, idea. That, I mean, yeah. we actually invented that, so that's patented uh, by <laughs> us now. So uh, Cut that, and we'll, we'll use <laughs> that, actually. Trademark. Uh, yeah. It's uh, trademarked. Um, grab in the biscuit. Thank <coughs> you, sir. Jalapeno core. Okay, so I was thinking the other day, and I said to myself, James... And, that, and that's how I talk to myself. Third person. Nice. Mm. James. Like to yourself. James, if you could invite any celebrity to come over and teach them how to cook a brisket, who would it be? And so I was like, hmm, that got me thinking a little bit. And so I wanted to pose the question to you guys. I mean, who would you invite over celebrity-wise? Okay. Uh, alive. Only alive or, or dead? It could be, I guess, alive or dead. Does a celebrity have to be an actual person? Can it be a cartoon character? It, it, it has to be. An <laughs> Damn it, Alvin! Damn it, Alvin! Have to be weird with this. He wants All to invite Rick because yeah. I feel if it was like no, an animal, like no, anybody except well, for Rick when it was no, over there. What so. I'm saying, like, <laughs> so it has to be alive, alive or dead. And or not, both, and not a cartoon, and a real person, not a not a cartoon. If you have a an real alive person. one and a dead one, let's hear both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like. If you, if you have two, then we can hear both. Basically, it's just if you can invite a celebrity over to hang out with you for the day, and you can sit there and drink beer, cook brisket, teach them how to do it, and just hang out and do whatever. Who would it be? What would you guys do? Like in the meantime. As well, you're cooking just, a brisket, because you know, just sitting there cooking, cooking a brisket, brisket got a, you got a little bit fire, of downtime. Got, got a little bit of downtime, so it's got to be somebody that that you're probably interested in as far as knowledge, what what they've been through and stuff like that. So. Yeah, for sure. I kind of want to hear what his cartoon character is. What's your cartoon character album? Something <laughs> popped in his head, obviously. Well, no, I was just wondering because if I can invite a cartoon character, you know. It, Obviously, I could probably cook it at the same time. You know what I mean? He'd be over, and then I cook it. Cook what? Whatever it is. Like I don't know. Uh, for instance, we just went and watched Lion King last night. So like, Pumba, I can invite him over. He can come over, and hang out for a little bit, and then I cook it. After... Cook, cook Pumba? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> right? You're not cooking Pumba. Oh my god! Why? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah. Then I don't have. Any, then I can just hang out by myself. You can cook a steak for Pumba. <laughs> I think he eats grubs. That's very true. They're herbivores? Grub is like a small worm. Ooh. Grub yeah, worms. Grub worms. Yeah. Grub worms. Yeah. So that's I thought you said shrubs. Shrubs. Okay, so All we're, right, so we're no getting off topic. Yeah, so, wow. Okay. <laughs> Why'd y'all go, go off with topic? You, I'll go with you, Alvin, first. It could be a musician or a band. I'll give you a band that you can sit there and hang out with for the day. Just to cook barbecue with. Well, you know, I put to out teach brisket. Teach them how to cook a brisket. Yeah, I put out brisket because that's what we do, and then that's what we do quite well. Cooking brisket allows for a lot of time to you guys to socialize and hang out and see what's what. I don't know why, but my first instinct is telling me to say Polly Shore. <laughs> I love it. I love that. <laughs> Just because he's going to be so interesting, dude. And he's going to be like, <laughs> we got fire. Or he talks, you know what I mean? So, cooking the brisket, the brisket, yeah. 
I'm sure I'm not, you know, doing that right, but I think he would be an interesting dude to hang out with for however long we're going to smoke it for. I think he would be a cool dude to hang out with for a day. So that I'm going to say Pauly Shore. What, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I mean, what is that guy doing nowadays? I mean, I really hadn't heard anything from him. He's probably not cooking a brisket, so he, he has nothing to do. So he'd probably say yes if I asked him to come over and cook a brisket. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe not. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure he's waiting for you to call. <laughs> Polly Shore. That's, that's I, I want to go. I want to go right, now. Okay. Polly Shore. I think we've, we've, we've gone. All right. Cut so, the jam, please. <laughs> okay. So this is mine. That's your and job. I think I've got two. I've got live and dead. Both actors. One was an actor that I, I grew up with, kind of. The other one's an actor that's nowadays. I'm going to say Seth Rogen. So I think he would just be a great person. It would be person. funny. That would be awesome. Great person to hang out. I mean, I could smoke brisket. He could smoke a bong or something. That's we would meet in the middle sure. somewhere, and I'm sure he's going to love the brisket. You know, right? Yeah. My other one, I think, would be like John Candy. I, yes. That'd be a I good think one, dude. he would be great. Oh, yeah. That'd you know what I mean? Solid. I think that, you know, he great actor. I keep going back to the movie The Great Outdoors where he had to eat the whole 96-ounce uh, steak. <laughs> yes. Right? And he basically gets done. All things left is like gristle and fat. And everybody's cheering, and the cook comes out and was like, you're not done. He goes, what the only thing's left is gristle and fat. He goes, yeah, you're still not done. So he musters it all down, and I think they threw in some shirts and some hats or something for him doing so. But uh, that was just a great thing. So I think that's who I'd pick right there. That's my two. John Cannon would be awesome, dude. I would love to meet that guy, man. He was in so many great movies, dude. Spaceballs. Cool Runnings, Home Alone, R.I.P. John Candy. I mean, shit. I mean, that, that guy was the yeah one of the greats. One of the greats. Yeah. He's funny, man. He's if, okay. If I'm picking a dead and a live one, uh, my deceased one would be, and it's probably similar reasons. I'm going Chris Farley. That dude, I feel oh, like sure. I would just be laughing the entire time. Like we'd probably forget about the brisket because I would just be laughing my ass yeah, off. The brisket would be overcooked and just. And he wouldn't care. He'd eat it anyway. I'm yeah. sure he'd make a joke out of it. Yeah. If you uh, want to, uh, if you want to get a good look at a T-bone, uh, you can stick your head up a bull's ass. Uh, right, take but I take the butcher's word for it. Word for it yeah. Take the butcher's word for it. Yeah, however that went. Yes. Well, he exactly. said it. He said it wrong the one, the first time, which is funny as hell, you mm-hmm. know. And then yes. obviously he gets it right the second time, and then you get the sale. What the hell? Yeah, my my live one would be, and this is someone <laughs> that I've actually hung out with, Joe Montana. I think I okay. told you guys he, he's obviously the greatest quarterback of all time. Don't Sorry, say threw up my mouth. If you a say bit. anything, I'll cut it out. So, um. <laughs> I ran into him in an airport in the Bay Area. I say we hung out. I, I'm a flight attendant, so I cut in line, basically, the security line. And when I cut in, I'm throwing my bags up. You know, I'm in a hurry to get checked in. Guy in front of me turns around and says, how about this security, huh? This is crazy. And it's Joe Montana. And I couldn't even get a word out of my mouth. I was just like, uh, 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 uh. And then was he this, just looked at me like, oh, this guy is special. Was this 49 Joe Montana or Chiefs? Joe Montana was this when he was older. Yeah, he was already he was out. Oh, of he's already at this done. Point. Retired. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But uh, dude, that's cool, man. So yeah, we hang out. It's, it's oh, you thing. still got his number, huh? Uh, sixteen. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's phone number. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. We're yeah. friends. It's nice. Is Stop he listening her. to this podcast? He probably is. Good. He probably is listening. Good. Hey, well, what's he's up, my buddy? We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'd like to give a special shout out to Joe Montana, Polly Shore, and 
Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Seth John Rogen. Candy, you dumb. Who did a great job? Yeah, let's give a shout out to him. Who did a great job as Pumbaa in The Lion King? That was it. Was he, he did a pretty solid job? Yeah, it was cool. Speaking of Lion King, I read a bunch of articles from Reddit, whatever. So I, I browse it all the time. So somebody came out with an article and, and that kind of went viral a little bit. They're kind of not really happy with the live action thing of Lion King. Like some I'm, people I'm are kind you. of saying we want that hand drawn animation back. So I mean, our kids loved it. I mean, it was definitely at the scary parts. It was obviously a little more scary because everything's real at that point. So it looks like you know what I mean. Was uh, was Jonathan Taylor Thomas in this one? He hadn't been in any of them. JTT? He did the voice in the cartoon. Was he the baby Simba? Because I know yeah. Matthew Broderick was... Yeah, he was the... the oh, the, he was. You're right. Adolescent Simba. He was the adolescent. If he's not in the new one, I don't want to watch it. No, neither was Matthew Broderick. <laughs> but uh, James Earl Jones was in it. And okay. I think besides him, the one I was most upset about not being in the, in this one was freaking Rowan Atkinson as uh, freaking Zazu. That was my favorite character, Rowan Axon, Mr. Bean. Yeah, uh, Mr. Bean. He was he was not. Yeah, that was that was Zazu, originally. Really? Yeah, and uh, he I was he that. was he I was didn't not. Even know Mr. Bean had a voice. Yeah, he has a Sound. voice. He has a face <laughs> and everything, dude. <laughs> yeah, damn, we're getting way off fucking course we are. here, aren't we? Oh, yeah, we are. Let's reel it back, and we'll go uh, to me. So, my I guess I would go my alive celebrity that I would probably want to. Us being in Houston, J.J. Watt. Oh, so good. I would love for J.J. Watt to just come over here and spend the day, teach him how to cook brisket, make badass brisket, and just hang out, yes. shoot the shit with the... I'm sh- the dude sounds like he's like a... Or it seems like he's just like a, a badass dude. Nicest guy ever. Yeah, my mother-in-law and son saw him today at H-E-B. And they, they were just clamoring around him, I guess. And I was like, hey, did you go get a picture with him? He's like, no, but he did... And I'm, I'm doing my, my nod thing. Kind of nod like... Yeah, yeah he, he nodded at us. you doing? I don't know. He seems like a super nice guy. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, first of all, the dude's a giant. I mean, he is so big. He's a big dude. He cannot go anywhere in this town and not be recognized and not be hounded. I know. Se. I understand because I get confused for him a lot and I get oh, yeah. a lot of trouble okay. for it. It's just a hassle. Yeah. Uh, same sort of build is what it is. It, yeah, it's, okay. there's definitely a lightness. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure if it's like. Hmm? I think it's like between like the nostrils and the eyebrows. If that's where it is, or if it's. I mean, I don't know. But yes, definitely a lightness. But I can say for certain, for sure, JJ, if you're listening to this, you, you're more than welcome to come over. We'll hang out, cook a brisket. It'll just be me and a couple of close friends. I'll be there. The the grab and the brisket crew, and we'll have a good time. Come we'll on, bro. Fun. You're down the street. Yeah, right down the street. He's gonna ask James, "Why do we have 15 briskets in here? There's only four of us. How much do you think I can eat?" <laughs> I figure he can probably put away a good couple of briskets himself. Correct. As a large human being. And I think no uh, you got training camp right around the corner. Or actually, load I think up people are reporting right yeah. now. He needs to load up on the what are they, carbs, right? Protein, man. Protein. Protein? Yeah. Hey, listen, we're not trying to just feed him. Maybe we'll take it back to the team. Who knows? Hey, JJ, if you need a brisket, we'll cook it for you. We'll deliver it. 
you can uh, you and the team can enjoy. We will cut it up and feed it to you. That would be solid. We will cut it up and feed it to you. We're not doing that. So, so who's your? Uh, <laughs> John, I will cut it up and feed it to you. We'll just watch. Correct. Yeah. I'm so not who, watching. Who's that your either. guy? You that hang sounds out weird. That has passed away. <laughs> cut that out. Okay, so uh, <laughs> my passed away, my R.I.P. Legend, Hugh Hefner. Nice. I know what you want okay. out of that. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. I think Does he come did. by himself? So he's coming over to your place then. <laughs> no, obviously we're having the cookout at his place at the Playboy Mansion. I mean, I'm not trying to get free looks at boobies and all that type of stuff. But if there's boobies there, but I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, I'll look at boobies. I mean, I, come on. That kind of trumps what I said because I think maybe Polly Shore would probably be there as well. Then I feel left out if you don't invite me. <clears throat> yeah, and you guys listen along. I mean, I know you're imagining boobies. Uh, you guys are just dirty for even thinking that. That's not what it's about. It's all about barbecue and just me and this great American author that has... Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur that has... Manure? Fielded and has brought out this magazine that is, quite frankly, I mean, it's molded and shaped like generations. Right? Starting real young. Starting real young. And, and I... <laughs> Funny story. Me and Jan probably about five years of age, uh, and I could be off a little bit. We had stumbled upon our dad's collection of Playboys back in his closet. A nudie magazine. Nudie magazines. Yeah. And we're probably, I don't know what we're doing. We're playing. Well, so, so yes, we were, at, we were at my grandmother's house. And so think of it as like this Victorian-style house, kind of, that had... You, know, you could go into one closet and you could basically walk through kind of a passageway, you know, that kind of went across a couple of corners and then you could wind up into somebody else's into another room. room. Yeah. Correct. Right? So that that was kind of the so there was full full of boxes, we're in there and we're we're really truthfully just kind of exploring the house. Dad's old room. I mean it was kind of like this old stash that laid there and it, it, it could have been his brother's stash of magazines as well. So yeah, we were rummaging and we we found a we few. Came came across a box full I mean, of uh, Playboy magazines. What are you gonna do? Yeah. I mean, like, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, we were curious. So we 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 opened it up and we checked it out and we're like, what's going on here? Boobs. Um, uh, is that the, the is that the first reaction? At five years Boobs. old, that just seems weird to me. Like, so I would not have. It wasn't like that. so. So I mean, I kind of remember. I kind of remember. Like I, like you remember the story, right? As a kid. I don't know if I really remember this so much. I, I do remember this because I've been told this speaking to my parents or whatever. But I, I remember thinking like this was this was weird. I didn't know why they were like on the magazine or whatever. But I didn't like stop turning the page. So yeah, no, I mean we we definitely like checked out what was going on, and so we're, it was just we're, not we're, not healthy. Probably we're, we're, you know I'd have been I'd have been so mad at one of my kids. I'm not gonna lie. We're thumbing through these magazines like, uh, what? What's going on here? Yeah. You got Hefner's tips and you got uh, all the different... We're thumbing through it. Could you read at this point? Uh, Probably no. I mean, probably very little. They could count. They could count at that point. We're turning pages. One, two. Yeah, we're turning pages. two of them. And so we're sitting there turning and we have our backs towards the opening of the, the door or whatever. So we're not seeing and then... Mom and dad kind of like stumble upon us and find us 
sitting there thumbing through these magazines. Totally innocent. And I think it was mom or dad. I can't remember which one it was. Like, boys, what are you doing? And then and I shit you not, this magazine goes <laughs> flying in the air. <laughs> We're like, what? We got caught off guard. And, and then Jan's like, ah. and back in the day, I mean, Jan had a little bit of a stuttering problem. That's fair. Yeah, it's fair. Speech impediment, eh? Yep. Yeah. Nothing to be ashamed about. Totally outgrew it. it. Totally outgrew it. And so Jan was like, uh, uh, it's like, I, I was just looking at the uh, pictures, but James was reading it. <laughs> <laughs> it well, I mean, to be fair, what? yeah, what? to be fair, like, I thought, you know, reading that type of material was bad. I wanted them to know that, that I wasn't reading that, that smut. Yeah. You know, that I, I was, was just, just looking at the picture. Looking at the pictures. Nothing to do with that filth. D- yeah. Didn't really. I wasn't in it for that type of things. I just wanted to look at the pictures. I'll be honest. I have a five-year-old. I could not imagine stumbling across him finding something like. Well, this. you would have go, to have it first. Go yeah, put a stack I, of magazines down, but... in your closet. Yeah, and then and th- this is. I mean, we're moving into a whole new generation no, of stuff where no more VHS tapes like back in the there. day dude, there's no you, magazines you, get you it on wanted your phone. some porn I mean you had to get like hard copies of stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you needed to have stuff like you had to hide under your magazine your, your your mattress we're gonna go into the next story and it's a barbecue unbelievable story uh, I downloaded this article and it's got like top 10 of unbelievable barbecue stories so We'll go into that, and then we'll transition and finish the podcast out with our normal routine with the barbecue fails slash barbecue wins slash barbecue war stories. Okay, and, and these could be from people that have actually written in. Correct. They, Absolutely. These okay. are actually okay. good people that have submitted their barbecue fails to us. And we've picked two. One of them, I think, we're gonna award a T-shirt to. Yeah, we've got uh, we've had well, we've had quite a few come in. I'll share two of them tonight. One of them will definitely be sending a T-shirt. The other one will send something else, maybe a sticker or something like that. And mind you, no, none of us have that T-shirt yet, so that'd be the first person to get one. Yeah, like, hey, how cool hey, is that? Right? You know what I mean? Got to jump on T T Public. Grab them in the brisket. We'll put a link up. Yeah, we'll put the link up, and you can grab the T-shirt. And along with the, there's quite a few other T-shirts that you guys can uh, grab a hold of. Masters of the Brisket T-shirt, which is in in the style of Masters, Masters of, of the Universe. Or we have the <laughs> Texas Barbecue shirt. We yeah. have uh, quite a few other shirts that you guys can check but out. Did we won? But did we won? But did T-shirt? we won? Yeah. So check it out. Grab some t-shirts. My shirt size is small if anyone, any guys want to buy me any of those, by the way. so Okay. We'll get right on that album. Thank you. Okay, so the I think we came up with this uh, one story, and we all kind of unanimously decided on this story. And it's and I'll, I'll give you the title of it, and I'll kind of give you what it's about. So it's the bird that was put on a diet from eating too much barbecue. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'll let that soak in a little bit. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. It sounds uh, wrong, maybe careless, and then yet I want to see what the bird looks like. 
Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll show you a picture of the bird. That's we'll, a little baby. We'll throw it around, and That's then a big bird. maybe we can get... That is a round bird. That That's is a, a big, round bird. We'll uh, baby, give it to John, though. and John can uh, post it onto our social media sites. This story takes place in Australia. You guys may not know, listening, but these guys know here that I have a weird obsession with Australia, and sometimes uh, the Australian exit may come out a little bit. Article starts off, uh, the Australian... Cookaburro bird is known for its call that sounds like laughter. It's also known for loving meat. In 2010, the Cookaburro bird was found unable to fly <laughs> and it was taken to the Taronga Zoo in Sydney, Australia. Although it was initially assumed that it had broken its wing, it was soon revealed that the bird was simply too fat to fly. <laughs> Can you imagine this? No, I can't. That's that's why it's so funny. I'm I'm too fat to fly as well. <laughs> I'm just saying. I could just picture R. Kelly singing the song. He just this bird trying to get off that limb is like, I believe I can fly. And he just freaking hits the goddamn dirt, dude. Just out of there. Done. <laughs> Look, so the bird was a good forty percent bigger than the average Cookaburro birds. He had become obese. From eating too many sausage handouts <laughs> from a local barbecue in Australia. He was hanging out in Jess Pryle's yard. Yeah. And I don't sausage. know. And I would love to get like a backstory on this to find out what barbecue restaurant this bird was getting these sausage handouts from. Not only that, it's like, can you even imagine? Like this bird going through his head is saying, I want some of that sausage. <laughs> And then he's eating all this sausage. You have to think that at one point in time, this bird has made a decision. I don't give a shit about flying no more. <laughs> I want sausage. I want that sausage. So is that, is that bird does it look like that normally, or is that that actual bird? This 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 particular bird, I think, is a normal bird. I think they're probably normal. So they're already. Kind of roundish. The, they're normally roundish. Now, if you imagine that forty percent bigger, mm, it ain't flying. That shit don't fly. <laughs> that shit don't fly. Okay, so uh, okay, so it's it's getting all these handouts of barbecue sausages, smoked sausage. I mean, I can only imagine. I mean, all these smoked sausages and these patrons are like, look at this bird. He's just walking around here. Let me give him some sausage. So let me ask you a question. Is this bird eating in there, or is it making a sausage nest? It's eating the damn sausage, Alden. That's why it's fat. <laughs> he already said it's fat anyways. No, he said it's round. Well, round is fat. Well, no, see, now we have a problem. When's the, when's the last time round wasn't fat? That bird is fat. It looks like a circle. <laughs> we'll circle was up so you guys legs. can see. And... This story does have a happy ending because they found this bird, uh, like we mentioned earlier. Like I mean, they thought the damn bird broke its wing because it's just hopping around in a barbecue restaurant. It broke its willpower. It, it broke its willpower. It's like, can I get a little barbecue sauce on that sausage? So uh, let me ask you this. Okay, so does this bird lose the weight and begins to fly? He does have a happy ending. Uh, they end up rescuing this bird 
I guess in the terms of Australia, this Shayla named <laughs> Gemma Watkinson, uh, a wildlife hospital nurse from Sydney's Taronga Zoo. Uh, she became the bird's personal trainer, <laughs> and she put it on a strict diet and a rigorous exercise routine. And then it became a lean, mean flying machine afterwards. Oh, that's so okay, horrible. Uh, my that is so horrible. Is, yeah. My did, second question is: It's not my did, words. That's how the article. Did they ended. kick the people out that were feeding this bird? No, it's no, it's a they restaurant. did not. What are you talking about? So, was the bird able to fly away? Main did main they release it? Yes, he was able yeah. to fly away. Does that bird fly back to the barbecue restaurant? That's yes, all I want to know. You know he did. That's all I want to know. He, he would just sit Why there do you like think he's a, so round. He was probably like on a regimen of like seeds and. I don't know. Maybe do they the worms or whatever? I mean, he's probably on some yeah, weird regiment, and he's like, "How do you go to that from like, I was eating smoked sausage? Mm, mm, not right. Yeah, I just want to get hundred percent. They release that bird, and it's almost like a. You ever seen the cartoon? Uh, what was it? Birds or what was the couple of years back where they had the blue cockatiels or the blue whatever? Oh yeah, yeah, Rio, Rio. I can imagine that he gets set free, flies back to home to where he was, right there next to the barbecue restaurant, and he's like, "I'm home, hey. guys." Right, home is where mm. the sausage is. Smells good. Home is where sausage is. So that's the unbelievable, weird barbecue story that I have for today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We're gonna transition, and I keep saying transition. Can you edit? Me saying transition out all the time. I'll probably add more of those in. Okay. Okay, so we'll get into the last segment, what we call barbecue fails, barbecue horror stories, barbecue wins, war stories, all that stuff. So we had a couple of listeners submit their barbecue fails, so I'll let John take it over, and we'll send T-shirts out to these people. Uh, okay, we'll we'll call this one a uh, wrong box, Rick. Wrong box, wrong Rick. box, Rick. Yes, and this okay. uh, this this will probably be more relevant for folks that do uh, uh, judging, like on a full time basis, like well, not on a full time basis, but there's people, especially KCBS, that are certified judges. You know, so they they go to a lot of events and they. So this is not necessarily a fail for them. And I'll, I'll just read it as it was written in. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be some folks that can relate to this. This is more like a barbecue bummer. It says, it's not my fail, but at a comp I was judging, my table got a pork box during a rib category judging. So it was an instant qual- disqualification. Which I guess is... That means you lose pretty instantly. Yeah, you're done. You're that out. Sucks. And, and, and as a judge, he's saying, it was a tremendous looking box... But didn't even get to taste it. It's just awful whenever there's a DQ. Feel so bad for the teams. One of the best cookers in KCBS told me a few years ago that there are two types of barbecue teams. Those that have been DQ'd and those that will be someday DQ'd. Anyways, yeah, he just goes on to say how it was just a rotten feeling to have the DQ somebody. Yeah, and you get a box and you're like, oh, it's a gorgeous box, but that's the wrong meat. So... So, but did he like elaborate on what was wrong about the box? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was supposed to be pork ribs. It's the wrong coupon. And it was a the wrong ticket. Pork, you know, you know, pork loin, yeah. pork pulled pork. You know, KCBS they do a little bit 
they do ribs and then they have a pork box. So ah, they got the pork okay. box during the rib turn in. So automatic disqualification. Oh, that sucks. And this day actually sucks. came from, uh, he's on Twitter. It's Barbecue Judge Scott uh, at Armstrong8785. And we'll send something out to him. But yeah, that, so that so, wasn't necessarily his fail or his bummer, but still is. It was sucks. a big sanfu. No, hey, listen. Yeah. And, and that's probably something a lot of judges have gone through. Guys, we, we've been through this. That's like that time like, where we, we cooked at the Pasadena um, yes, I was yes. cook-off. That. And we, we, yeah. we, we tried to turn in our turn-in. An hour early. An hour. With the wrong meat to begin yes. with. Yeah, an we're hour an hour before. early. We were not on the right meat anyways, to be honest with you. And, and then, then when we get when we come back, up. when we come back, we turn in the wrong box anyways. After the hour went by, yeah, it, yeah. we were so screwed up. It happens. It happens. Uh, we did actually place well at this cookoff. Uh, yeah, we did pretty kick ass on brisket at that cookoff. We did. Yeah, I think we were second place brisket out of how overall. many people? One hundred and sixty. Yeah, one hundred fifty, one hundred sixty teams. Yeah, so, so we did. We did well. I'm not going to say we're the best at brisket there, but we were second best. We're second best. Dude. We were at uh, that time. But, but third, third best, this, man. This is no joke. We actually meet when we go to turn in. Uh, we're running up with a box, right? The correct box, and then you have somebody running out towards us with the the turn in, and we're moving meat from one box to another box in the middle of like a. A road, really, yeah, or an aisle, way, yeah. And and then and we get it done, and then we go back, we turn in, and we just we got lucky. That's what it is, right? You get luck. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the chicken turn in, and we didn't get lucky with it, but we I did see not. what you're saying. I I think I, we actually did that bad in chicken there. I think as one of our last couple of times, we didn't we're creeping up there. We're getting better and better in chicken. I, I thought we did pretty good. Hmm. Okay, the second story, uh, this one, this is probably a writer because it, it's written well. I'm just going to read it from a fellow on Twitter as well, Preston. Oh, no, Preston, okay. Yeah, so I think it's Preston. Dude. Uh, and I check with all these folks. They said it's cool to, to talk about these. So, uh, at Preston0806, check him out. And his story goes as such, uh, about 10 years ago, my uncle came to our house for a bar- uh, family barbecue raving about his Cajun chicken he'd been marinating for days. Uh, we've never seen him more excited about something in his life, throwing these bad boys on the grill and serving them to 30 or so people at my house. To be fair, the chicken looked delicious. It had been soaked in this thick brown sauce for days now, and he was ready to throw it on the grill. He cranks the heat, puts them on, and in no time they're cooking. Well, I guess some time had passed before my uncle figured it was time to flip the chicken. He pops open the grill and behold, they're flaming, like the fire is roaring. The fiery hell that was the grill was violently flaming, igniting the awning that the grill was next to. In seconds, our canvas overhang was on fire and my uncle, defeated, was fumbling to put the fire out. Everyone was freaking out. My mom ran inside to grab the fire extinguisher. Of course, she couldn't find it at first. My siblings and I, directed by my dad, were filling up red Solo cups from the swimming pool and tossing it at the fire. <laughs> this is great. Water bombs. <laughs> yes. Oh, these are water bombs. This well, is fantastic. Well, the fire roared on for several minutes before finally they were able to ex- extinguish it with the fire extinguisher that they eventually found. The awning was destroyed. The chicken was in ashes. I'm pretty sure my uncle cried. 
as well as my mom. Literally 10, bi- 10 pounds of the best chicken in the world almost got us killed. We ended up making frozen hot dogs. And again, that was from uh, Preston. I'm going to call that story the best chicken in the world. Yeah, yeah. Best chicken that we never got to taste. Right. Could have yeah. been the best chicken. That's what it is. It probably was. Right? That, that story we'll never know. is about the best chicken Preston never got to taste that almost killed his whole house. Preston's getting a t-shirt. Was that, Yeah, Preston's <laughs> getting a t-shirt. Was that on Instagram or Twitter? That was on Twitter. What's his Twitter handle? At Preston0806. Yeah, go follow that dude. He's uh, got some stories. <laughs> Do they send their shirt size in as well? I'll ask him. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, get him. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll they can't just send everybody an extra large. No, yes. yeah, you know, we don't need to DM us. That's not how you do things, man. Come on. Dude, that's um, fantastic. I mean, that, that's, right, that's a great that's a good story. story right? We've all had that oh shit moment to where yes. we've almost burned something down or ruined a meal, so to speak. Oh, or, for sure. Yeah. My it, trigger was a bonfire at one point and had to, had to call in and try to take care of me, but I didn't set the house on fire or anything else, so I did. I guess I did okay. I got a lot of barbecue fails. I guess I need to save some more of these. Yeah. God dang it. Right. Hey, you're not alone. I mean, a lot of people out there have a lot of barbecue fails. You're on Twitter and you're on Instagram and you're seeing all this like great meats and pictures and everything looks perfect. I can guarantee you every one of them has, for one great picture, they have a hundred horrible fails. Right horrible pictures that they're just like no i'm not posting that yeah, yeah i will say yeah. i appreciate the folks because there are a few of them on there that will post when they're like yeah i totally screwed this up this is what i should have yeah. did this is charcoal. what i actually did this is my charcoal of a meal yeah, yeah, I, appreciate yeah, yeah. Well, that. I actually didn't do this i saw this i dared to actually taste this but it was the barbecue fell of a brisket who they thought that you should Coat the entire brisket into uh, peanut butter. Are you serious? And smoke it. You're full of crap. No, that's yeah. true. He's not lying. That's true. And I want you to know, an eight-hour smoke. And it was coated well, the entire time. Prob- probably close to a twelve-hour smoke. Yes. On a brisket. Let's say last four to four hours maybe was was wrapped. It was the most foulest thing. <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Burnt fucking peanut butter. Well, was this a competition or was this, it? This was a. This actually was a competition. So judges had to try this. Really? Which is even worse. Do right? you think so they tried it? Because <laughs> I'm not Do sure. Do you if think ever, they tried it? I'm not sure if you ever judged before. So if you've ever judged, would you have tried it? Yes, I would have. Because the rules tell you, you have to try it. You cannot spit it Do out. You have to swallow you it. You cannot tell somebody. Yes, you cannot tell somebody that by, by by me making an emotion and trying to spit a piece of meat out would tell somebody else this is a bad piece of meat. See, I was under the impression that if you didn't think it was safe for consumption, you didn't have to eat it. Well, I safe for, for consumption would be that it's rare, bloody, not cooked properly. I'm gonna like get it's sick from covered under peanut butter. It's not cooked well, right with peanut butter. It wasn't it's covered in under, it wasn't covered cooked. in peanut butter at that point. It was covered in a charcoal. Ash that flaked oh. off. It was most. It but was did they won? But but they did they lose? That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, uh, to be honest with you, James and I won. We did. Of course, win. we did win. We won. But yes, that was the worst barbecue fell Peanut I think butter. I've ever seen in my life. Whole brisket covered 
and about five to six jars of Jif. What a waste of Jif. Did it have the nuts in it and everything, or was it just cream? Smooth. Creamy. Hmm. Smooth, Smooth and creamy. creamy. The creamy ones. Smooth and creamy. <laughs> Seriously, Smooth though, what creamy. kind of peanut butter is the best? Jif? Jif, yes. Okay, same page. Ah. Eh? There's no. nothing else. Yeah, what else is there? It's got to be There's Jif. nothing uh, else. Peter Pan? No, not Peter Pan. <laughs> no. Don't no. even say that. No. And don't bring Skippy up. That shit's garbage. No, so, so what, what y'all are doing, y'all are buying commercial peanut butter. And if y'all actually venture out and see what real peanut butter should taste like, I promise you, you will not go back to Jif or any of those other ones. I've made my own peanut butter. It's not worth the effort. Reese's Pieces peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, that's just good. peel the, the chocolate, the <laughs> <Yeah>. candy shell. <laughs> lick it off. It's first. perfect. It's great. Lick yeah. it off, and then it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> delicious. Reese's uh, pieces, peanut butter, and jelly bag. sandwich. I used it's, to work. It's awesome. Yes, I next week's with, recipe will be. Yeah, I used to work with a guy. Uh, his family owned Reese's Pieces. Why are you not friends with him still? Well, he don't worry. He he was out of the money too. So oh. <laughs> his family. I didn't say he was like direct bloodline or anything like that. I just want free candy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they 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 sold out. Anyways, he loves Reese's Pieces too. So Reese's Pieces are phenomenal, dude. I mean, Reese's cups are solid. Reese's Pieces are phenomenal. Until Reese's those, cups are hey, phenomenal. Until you get those Best. people that mix them in with M and M's, and then you have to pick, or you don't know. Which one's which? Oh, that's that's horrible, dude. Best candy commercial on right now. I think I really love the left Twix and the right Twix commercials. So dumb. They're so good. No. <laughs> They're so good. Uh, All right. Anywho. Next. Anywho. Can we just say peanut butter M&Ms are better than Reese's Pieces? No. Uh, no. no. No, we cannot. No. 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 Not at I'm all. on my own out here. I'm on an island. Yeah. You, you're, you're from out. California. You don't forget. Again? Peanut butter M&M's are better than Reese's Pieces. Absolutely not. No. The M&M's with peanuts in it? No, peanut butter. I don't know what you're talking about. Absolutely the not. The orange package. How have you not had peanut butter M&M's? They don't eat candy. Yeah. Hey, no. Absolutely. That's disgusting. Dude, we're on diets, bro. Yeah. What is wrong with you people? Reese's Pieces, we're from dude. Texas. Yeah. Where are you from? E.T. is not eating a bag of peanut butter M&M's. He's eating a bag of Reese's Pieces. Hey, if he had the peanut butter M&M's, he wouldn't want to go home. (laughs) I don't think so. He wouldn't have came here to begin with if he didn't want them them freaking Reese's Pieces. Yeah, he would have phoned home with that shit. Like, (laughs) these guys are working with some whack-ass shit with some M&M peanuts. (laughs) Peanut butters. I got to get out of here. Another great episode. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much for listening in. We've enjoyed this. Much appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. And who the fuck invited Rick? Right? He's not invited next week. He didn't bring his guitar today. <laughs>